ATC Talks. And we're on, right? Okay, cool. Um, my name is Kat Howe. I'm co-founder and executive creative director of Howe & Howe, which is a branding agency. And you were a design juror here at ABC with doing it. Yes, I was. I was a design juror. Um, we're so honored to have you. <laughs> thank you so much. I've, I've, it's an honor to be here. Everyone is so friendly and so kind. I'm really, I've been really blown away by it all, actually. So, thank you. <laughs> and I'm walking around and trying to ask three questions. Yeah. Um, it's basically connected to the to the theme of the festival this year about growing and helping others grow. Mm -hmm. So my questions are what helped you grow professionally? Mm. What maybe hindered or inhibited your growth and how now you help others grow? Okay. So these are three questions you can, you know, just shoot randomly. So <laughs> first question is how did I grow professionally? No, what, helped, what helped you grow? What helped me grow? So I suppose um, like determination and grit really helped me grow. <laughs> like working lots of late hours, sometimes making bad decisions, but I think um, it was just having a goal, I think, and a vision and just sort of doggedly achieving that goal. So I've always been quite goal orientated and I've always liked seeing my goal. And so I think I've done lots of different things in my life. I've run different businesses, I've sold them, I've started up different companies, and I, I've, I've done this with my husband as well. So he's also helped me in my growth, and I've helped him. Um, but I think we've always had a vision, and we just sort of stick to that, and we <laughs> just sort of power through. Um, I think some of the things, what was the other question? It was about the things that have... Maybe something that, that was challenging when yes. Maybe something, you know, yeah. in the way. I think, I think the thing that has hampered growth um, was not getting out of companies soon enough, I think. So I ran a, uh, a design shop. We sold lots of illustration and prints and design products with my husband. And we did it for like almost seven years and it was just too long. I look back on it now and I was like, ah, I should have just gotten out of that like a lot less time. I wish I'd done what I'm doing now earlier. So it was not, you know, knocking something on the head when I should have done, I think. So just not seeing that that wasn't right That's path. a very good point. <laughs> yeah. And now um, that you've grown. Now, <laughs> and now I've learned all my lessons. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And maybe there's something, you know, some tips and tricks how you help others grow. Yeah. How you nurture other people. Yeah. So in my agency, we have one-to-one uh, -one meetings every week um, with teams. With our, so I'm a I'm a team leader, and then my of the directors, um, creative directors, and then they also then meant like our team leaders of the designs below them. And in those meetings, we always talk about growth and development and how um, they can grow professionally. Um, and how, do, how else do we do it? So we're always encouraging, um, we have a skills training allowance in our agency where we offer a thousand euros a year per design, per team member to just use for like, you know, upskilling or whatever. Um, we also you, you can also repeat yourself and repeat the stuff that you've said uh, at, at your as speech well. because okay, sure. some of the listeners will not have attended ah, yeah, that. So. Okay, so yeah, we also, we have an every other Friday off, so every nine days um, uh, we have a Friday off and we use that to help the team 
grow. Um, we tell people, encourage people to hang out together, um, go to galleries together, um, have lunch, but also we encourage people just to go on holiday or take some time out. And so we think that that helps them grow psychologically and mentally because design is very challenging and very like all-consuming. And I think um, having that time off is really helpful for people. Um, we have a buddy system where we, I think it's like, we give people like 25 euros a month, each person to, they, we, we pair them randomly with, with someone else in the studio and then they can go for um, uh, like coffee or a beer or lunch or something um, and on us basically and that's to, um, yeah, to encourage growth um, interpersonally. Um, we also have a, a very open, uh, tiered, transparent salary system so that really helps particularly the women in the company because there's quite a lot of gender imbalance in, 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 in our industry. Uh, men tend to get paid a lot more than women because there's this hidden, like no one knows what, what people get. So having something really transparent also helps growth because people then know what they want to achieve, know the salary they're going to get and just like work towards that. So um, that's, that's so good both for the company and the people. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really not just good. for the people. I mean, obviously it's got its challenges because, you know, some some it may be that some people don't want other people to know what they're earning but it also weeds out people who have got a problem with that and I'm like well if you've got a problem with that maybe we're not the right agency for you mm -hmm. um, so yeah I mean that's uh, some of the many things we also have a travel allowance to help growth in between the companies so we, we, we uh, give each team, team member a thousand euros a year as well to travel in between the different locations and spend it on accommodation and flights and then you know, again, to grow grow the team and to grow the relationships within the team as well. So well, these are the challenges when you have three offices. Yes, I know. Lisbon, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you have to pay for it. <laughs> the next yeah. one's going to have to start with an L as well. Yeah, I've got a thing about L's. <laughs> <laughs> Lithuania. <laughs> yes. So thank you very much. I, no I promise you, I wouldn't take uh, too much of your time. Um, it was lovely uh, so and much. insightful. Thanks a lot. Thank you. ¿Tienes un podcast o para qué es esta entrevista? Es un podcast de EDC. Ah. Se, se llama EDC Talks. Ah. Si quieres podemos ir afuera que hay menos ruido, ¿no? O como quieras, ¿eh? Es muy auténtico. Ah, digo. perfecto. Ah, ok, ok. Ah. No me molesta. Pero... Vale, 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 dale, dale. Sí, aquí está bien. So. Ok. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Ricky Solano. I'm a Peruvian copywriter working at David Madrid. Uh, I've been working in the Spain market since 2015 and right now I'm here because I was invited as a jury and I'm completely glad to meet you and because you were, I was completely in love with the IKEA campaign the thank you second best baby chair yeah. uh, cradle and so on <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much we fight a lot to make this idea come to life so the, the three questions that I basically have and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and ask that to all of the jurors that I'm gonna meet I'm not, not sure how many I managed to uh, interview is very simple what helped you grow what hindered your growth and what do you use to help others grow so these are the three questions you can you know doesn't have to be in the same order <laughs> yeah um, um. As a Latino, one thing that helped every every Latino grow is the language. I mean, if you speak English, I mean, at least if you can communicate yourself in English, it's a huge plus. It, it helps you grow 
because the opportunities to be hired grows. I mean, you can get hired in different types of agencies, not just the ones who speak Spanish. So that's one thing to help me grow. Um, another thing I, th I think is the, the probably my, my obsession with the work. I, w I was always trying to give an extra uh, chance to any project. I mean, I was always trying to find, even though we have the final idea, I will, even though we were trying to present the idea to a client, probably including, you uh, yeah, I know it's <laughs> one hour, one hour before presenta the presentation, I was always questioning the idea, uh, uh, dealing with myself, trying to find if it was always the correct idea. Probably that's the thing that always uh, pushed me to, to come up with some different things. What helped me to make others grow was the other question. Uh, no, what? Yeah. Um, well, uh, probably the, the way uh, we, we create groups in, in Spain, I mean, uh, that was part of my talk. The part of our Latin culture is to create groups outside your country. Can you like summarize in a few sentences, maybe for the listeners who did not attend your talk, like what was the main takeout of uh, the collectivism, the Latino? Yes, uh, there are many talents Latino have, and what uh, the most important talent is collectivism. That means to give importance to the group, and this can be applied to any type of agency. And that's why every time we're outside, we're creating this uh, feeling of of your working with family. So that helps me, that, that, that's always helping me to find, uh, to meet different people who will invite me to, to meet another people who also recommend me to another agencies. And uh, that's what I'm also doing with people. Every time I meet someone who thinks valuable, I'm always trying to find an opportunity to help those people because it's like part of our culture, our tradition. We're always trying to help others, especially the ones you know. It doesn't matter if it's Latino or it's not. <laughs> One of the questions was, maybe there was something that actually inhibited your growth or hindered it somehow. What were the obstacles? Maybe if it, they were the obstacles made by other people. Maybe you had an asshole boss. Yeah, first, that's one legal uh, thing. This, the, 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 the papers, I mean, the passports. Uh -huh. I mean, sometimes it's hard to get um, a visa or a passport to work in a different country. Okay. So you have to, um, for example, me as a Latino to work in Spain, um, I really have to have good work to get the, the name in English is the uh, high qualified visa. That means <laughs> that you have to prove that you are uh, high qualified you're more qualified than the average worker of your same type of work in that's the country. That's a European Union thing, you know? Yes, that's a European we, Union. We face that when hiring people yes. from Ukraine, for example. I mean, you need to prove the authorities that there's no one here that could fill in the position and do the job as good as the yeah. person can. So. A similar thing happens in the United States. In, in, mm. It's, it's mm. even harder. That's one, one barrier that... Usually, it's the, the thing that so stops you. So it's for movement and for basically uh, growing yeah. your career. Yeah, because you, you as, you as a, as European, you can you can work in any 
European agency. In technically, yeah, I mean, <laughs> technically you can work. I mean, legally you can work in any type of but agency. Then we do have the language barrier. We speak the okay. craziest of languages in Europe, so uh, we do have a language yeah, barrier to work in but, whatever, but, Poland, Germany, or Sweden. You, you can speak English, that helps, but so. You know, there's always the local. Yeah, uh, well, but many of you speak very fluent English in, in a natural way. In, I mean, um, yeah, but the thing is that you have probably an easy, literally speaking, you have easy, an easy way to work around Europe. But yeah, I get what you mean. Okay. Yes. And what was your question? I don't know. I was uh, wanted to follow up one of the things that you said about the not having the off button. Because ah. <laughs> I've experienced it that with uh, Antonio, for example, when we used to work with him a lot, a lot of many late nights. <laughs> <laughs> so I know this. I was like, oh, is that a Latino thing as well? Or is just... A, a or just for, Antonio. <laughs> or maybe just people who are passionate about what they do, you know. It's just you can never stop trying to uh, make it better in your, in your head. So... That's, uh, that's Pro- about it. Probably it's a thing. It's a cultural thing too, because um, we're we're from a culture, and we're you're defined by the thing you do. I mean, if you're working, that's that's a positive positive thing. And sorry, do you want to go for lunch with us? I just in- interrupted <laughs> an interview. It's it's both, both an inter inter, but still. <laughs> do you want to go for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> that is very authentic. <laughs> Yeah, he does. I'm, I'm, we're wrapping this yeah, up, it's so okay. it's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, what what I was saying is that uh, we come from a culture in where we we appreciate a lot the work. I mean, if if you're not doing anything, you're a pe- a, someone who have not job. You have a yeah, you have a bad reputation. Yes, because because. Um, I mean, the, the work defines you in, in Latin America. It's sometimes it's, it's a bad thing because there are many things that can define you. But in all, it's, in other situations, it's a good thing because, I mean, uh, you can know what what type of of uh, person you're you're trying to be because the type of work you're aspiring, uh, you're applying to have, or also the way you work. Because if you're someone who it, it doesn't matter the type of work. For example, if you're working as, I don't know, as, uh, um, as a, a chef in a small restaurant, because in Peru there are a lot of restaurants, you know, uh, if, if probably you're in the worst restaurant, but you're doing it in a good way, people are going to admire you because they're going to know that you're trying to do it in the best way because you're trying to high up and end in the best restaurant ever. Uh, Probably that's why we were always obsessed with work, or at least a lot of Latin people are kind of obsessed with work. Reminds me of the quotation about the ambition that bends reality. So, uh, okay, so I, I promise you short. So no. that, that's it. You know, <laughs> not gonna spoil. No, no, we can lives. keep going. I mean, <laughs> I like interviews. I love interviews. Yes. Not him. Look, look <laughs> walking around. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Um, this was Ricky Solano. I'm gonna go hunt another juror. <laughs> nice setup. Yeah. yeah, this, you just clip it somewhere here, maybe? If it doesn't. Yeah, so I will ruin it. Voila. Yeah. And we're good. Right, so first of all, I'd like you to introduce yourself mm-hmm. uh, to the listeners of ABC Talks. Okay. 
I'm Nuria. Um, I am a strategist at TK Lab, which is Ogilvy's end-to-end uh, -end -end specialist offering for TikTok. Um, I worked at TikTok previously, so I'm now bringing all the TikTok knowledge back to the agency world, uh, which is quite a challenge because it's a very new territory, but it's, uh, it's an exciting and uh, fun time to be in. Cool, and you were one of the jurors of the creative jury, a member of the creative jury uh, mm -hmm. at the festival, uh, which we were honored uh, with your presence here. Thank you for <laughs> thank you very much for coming. Yeah. And I'm bugging all of the jurors with the same question, three questions actually. Okay. Um, it's connected to the uh, theme of the festival this year. It's about growing uh, professionally uh, mm -hmm. throughout your career in life. About so the question is, okay, what helped you in your professional growth? Then the second one will be maybe what uh, hindered your growth, what was in the way, maybe. Mm -hmm. It can be other people, it can be your own <laughs> yeah. personality, for example. And then now that you, you've kind of grown, mm -hmm. how are you helping others to grow? Okay. So these are three questions you can you know, shoot randomly. Okay. Um, so first one being what helped me to grow, I think what helped me to grow is getting a lot of responsibility from the get-go, which just forces you to try out new things, look for uh, opportunities, but also look for uh, solutions basically. Um, so. Yeah, just not having always the right managers in place it sometimes forces you to actually like do even better. Um, and I think that's what really helped me to just like get where I am and kind of always exploring new things and really taking every opportunity that is, so is at it, stake. Is it that people were giving you the responsibility and trusted in your skills or there were nobody else so you did it? You took on the responsibility a, a bit yourself? Of, a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. So. Um, Sometimes, um, yeah, I, th I think just being thrown in a situation basically where there wasn't really like somebody kind of to give you that guidance. So you kind of just like had to figure out your way even so. But I think it's on the other end also about just taking the opportunities. So don't be afraid. I think in the beginning I was like, oh, who's going to listen to me? You know, like I'm just <laughs> a little, little girl just starting out. But I think just... Just believing in yourself and kind of, it sounds cheesy, but like just taking that opportunity, even though like you may not have that experience, but as, as some other people do, but you do have like a different take that might be even like, worth more basically. So especially within the field that I'm working in, in TikTok, I mean, it's a younger uh, people field anyways. So what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. What's the worst that can happen? And it's just like, yeah, people will respect you for just like speaking up and actually just came up with a lot of bad things that can happen but okay <laughs> you know, the bad thing you know oh oh okay. <laughs> okay maybe there was something that were considered to be an obstacle on your way maybe uh, i don't know some personality trait an asshole boss or something like that um so the bosses thing, I think that helped me. Okay. <laughs> but um, I think two things helped me. I think one is I started out, and I was very fortunate to start out in a very good team, uh, which felt like a family, and I had a very good boss there as well, uh, which was a good, very good mentor, and I was really, you know, they were giving me the opportunities, they were helping me grow. It was a very like fami familiar kind of uh, situation. Um, so that helped me very much in growing. Um, uh, yeah, helped me basically, uh, but what didn't help me uh, so much at all times, I mean it's a little bit of both, so like I'm a little bit of a per perfectionist, 
So at times that can really help you, but it can also be a bit of a yeah, not so good trade, like always wanting to do things like the best way possible. Um, and that can lead to overthinking or overworking or, or which eventually leads you in like not being as productive as you can be. Um, so I think this perfectionist trade sometimes, you know, sometimes just like leaving things the way they are or just like leaving them a little bit raw or like unfinished, that's also fine. I think that's something that I've kind of learned to like appreciate more or just to like go with it. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a bit of a barrier. Cool. Do you have <laughs> ongoing process? Um, do you have many people that you supervise yourself and you help them or mentor them? Uh, on their just careers? starting out at the moment, so uh, which is an exciting time. It's a bit of a new territory for uh -huh. me. Um, but I've been working uh, with a, with a lovely intern of mine, um, and now also like a junior has has joined our, our TK Lab team. Um, so that's it's been an exciting and, and, and fun ride, but it's it's very new territory for me still. How does but, it feel like? It feels good. It feels good. I think. Um, Making them uh, do coffees or? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I try to act like 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 it was taught to me, you know. So kind of just giving you them. Take the coffee seriously. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even drink coffee, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> The coffee is not an issue. They will be making probably like a nice tea or something. But no, that's that's not how I, I treat them or in any way. I, I'd rather give them just the opportunity to figure things out themselves and kind of show them the process and like talk them through the thinking process, like rather than just, you know, saying how it should be done uh, or if they come with something or with a project and I see differently, kind of like take them through my thinking process, but also let them kind of, you know, give have a say or like have a kind of uh, an argument or what, you know, for or against it basically. So, yeah, I think that's how I try to teach others as well. Cool. So you don't micromanage? You don't, you know, say, no. okay, hold my beer, or my, no, no, my no. iced tea, sorry. Because <laughs> I don't like that myself, so. <laughs> I try to, yeah, I try to just interact like I would love my uh, like line manager or anything to do with me so that's how I amazing yeah that's how I try to thank you well was that scary of you <laughs> no no, so that, no that's it you know yeah. thank you very much that was lovely of the uh, ABC Talks uh, podcast that we do for the Lithuanian Art Directors Club uh, tell Hello. me your, your name <laughs> I'm Leo Porto founder and creative director at Porto Russia and I'm Felipe Rocha, also founder and creative director of Porto Rocha. Yeah, and we're super happy to have you as jurors. Uh, honored to have you as design jurors. Uh, we have this, this. This is actually the first year that we have the design jury separate from the advertising jury. Yeah, because it's, it's a small festival and it's a like a, it was a big step for us. So great. we're experimenting, you know, you're learning a lot of things. Um, and since the theme of the um, of the uh, festival is. Uh, personal, uh, professional growth, and then how do you convert that into nurturing others once you uh, reach the top? I had these three questions. First of all, maybe there's something that helped you grow professionally in your life, then maybe there was something that was actually an obstacle and how you dealt with that. And maybe now that you have your own company and so many people uh, working with you and for you, um, together with you basically, uh, how do you help them grow? So uh, yeah, I whoever speaking start. should be holding this. Um, 
So for professional growth, I think there's two sides. One, of course, involves your drive and hard work and curiosity. And to me personally, I don't know if I don't want to like uh, glorify this, but I feel like I've always worked really hard <laughs> uh, because I love design. Um, so in that sense, I think, yeah, always since I was very young, very curious, always learning new softwares and experimenting. And I think that that has that's partly has to do with the success, but obviously that's not enough. I think the other side is really about people and relationships and um, being empathetic, meeting people. And it's almost contradictory to, to the first part, but <laughs> to not be fixated on just designing all the time and going outside and living life and... Um, yeah, design being just a, a part of that and not the the main thing. So it's not, not just the professional skill, but also the social skill. Exactly. And especially because as I think good designers, they need to have an understanding of the world and the environment around them and not design just for designers, but design for the world and design for the the people they're they're trying to reach to and so forth. So I would say... Maybe this is a long answer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can cut. You're going to cut, right? If I have to. But <laughs> um, yeah, so those two sides, yeah. I'll, I'll wrap it up at that. Okay, I feel Leo already said everything. He's told my answer. So there's no much. No, but there's one thing that I want to add, besides everything that Leo said that I quite agree. I think also... One thing that helped me uh, was just that I really wanted to prove people wrong. I think being <laughs> being from Brazil, being like from a very poor neighborhood in São Paulo, I yeah, it was such an impossible move for me. Like just imagine that one day I would be living in New York, running my own design studio. It was such a crazy idea, but I think that wish was something that really was was able to to make me do it just to show people that yeah it is possible to to create your own journey and change the path or like how things are supposed to be so i think that was also something that helped me mm -hmm. so you know maybe there's something that was an obstacle something that you know hindered inhibited your growth on the way Obstacles, okay. So that was That's like a do, and now yeah, like a don't, or don't avoid, do. or... <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Felipe, do you want to answer that one? <laughs> Is it fucked up to say I feel like I haven't had too many obstacles? <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my main obstacle was probably my own insecurity. Um, being insecure about, like, the way... I speak about the way I talk to people, about the way I present work, about the way I deal with specific situations. I, I, I think that was probably my own, my own. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think it was pretty much myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think yeah, maybe same. Um, maybe overthinking, but that's something that. I can't change. <laughs> I'm an overthinker. I, I keep getting that, actually, with, with the people that I interview. And I say, well, overthinking. <laughs> yeah, overthinking is definitely a problem. But also, I think part of what makes us very critical about everything mm -hmm. we do. 
So I guess it's a blessing and a curse. Besides that, I also feel that throughout my career, at few moments, um, I wanted to impress certain people. At some point, I wanted to work or do work the way that my boss oh. used to do their own work. Or I remember when I moved to Italy and I met a bunch of like, European designers, I wanted to design in a way that looks like European design, looks like Swiss design. And I was just struggling because, you know, I'll never be a, Swiss, a designer from Swiss. I'm from Brazil. And I think when I started to really acknowledging what is special about where I come from, I think that was when I realized that, yeah, there's something special about me that other people don't have. So, and I do think that that's also a pivotal moment when, when things change. It sounds like the USP that uh, Volker was talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. Keep to you in the USP. Yes, exactly. Okay, so the, the last bit, not to tr torture you any further. Um, now, anything you, you think unique that you do, uh, of how you run the teams, how you try to shape the culture of your own company and how to how you make yeah. them grow better, how you help people? Yeah, for sure. Um, we spoke a little bit about this in the, in the talk, but I think one of our frustrations uh, with having worked in other agencies is the sort of super strict hierarchy where designers have a very specific function, which usually is executional. And to me, that hinders growth because you're putting all the potential of a creative mind and a strategic mind to do a laborious task and it doesn't put them in positions where they're pushed. Uh, and I think that's something that we try to do at Puerto Rocha is to take people and really kind of throw them into the project and be a collaborative uh, participant who has a say no matter what title they have. It could be an intern or junior designer. We encourage people to speak up, to voice their opinions, to learn by failing versus pretending like we have the... Psychological safety, like textbook definition. <laughs> 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 keep nodding. Like. Okay. Uh, so I think that's kind of like how we like to foster growth is by giving people space to, to be heard and to fail and to explore. Cool. Yeah, similar to what Leo just described, I, I do think it's super important to to create an environment where critical thinking is really something that it's something that we support and we want people to have opinions. We want people to really have a different opinion from us. I've I've worked in places where everyone was so nice all the time and so everything was like so They're, yeah, like it was superficial, you know, because they they didn't want to really do the best work that they could. They ju just wanted to keep things the way they're supposed to be, and I I do think um, really empowering people and, and letting them have having their own opinions, even when we don't agree with the, those opinions. I, I do think that allows for growth and something that is super important for us. Being a designer is is really being a critical thinker yeah, and, and I think that's that's a moment where, when you grow yeah and one thing we like to say as well is that 
<clears throat> good collaboration and teamwork is not really about people pleasing. It's not about. It goes a little bit against some of the ideas mm-hmm. that were shared about being nice all the time. Uh, but I think it's really about kind of reframing it and understanding that a work discussion where you disagree with your team member is not a personal discussion. And I think a lot of times in corporate culture, there's this aversion to conflict, uh, which is, like Philippe said, entirely superficial. And then you don't allow ideas to collide. You don't allow these tensions to actually make the work stronger. So I think it's really important to make that distinction between being nice to people, which we certainly believe in, <laughs> but also not being so nice where you are avoiding uh, discussions and, and conflicts at all costs. Fantastic. Okay. Anything to add? No. Thank you very much okay. for, for, for so doing much. this. I didn't yeah, want to great. bother you too much because no, you were the last ones fine. in Zoom, but yeah, thanks. That, yeah, of course. That was lovely, the, the conversation and the presentation. Thank thanks a lot. Much. Appreciate it. Um, my name is James, uh, James Cape, and I am the founder and creative director at OMSI. I am um, originally Australian, um, so I come from Sydney, but I founded um, OMSI in London. Uh, yeah. And in Swedish, do you speak Yeah, I can speak Swedish. I used to study in Sweden, so I learned Swedish, and then when I uh, moved to New York, which was before setting up OMSI in London. I had lots of Swedish friends. Whenever they drank beer, they just spoke Swedish. <laughs> so. Yeah, yes. I, I, I love Sweden as well, and I was about to go study there. I got admitted into university, and then I got a job at the Leo Burnett. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah. I, so I didn't, because I thought oh. I would go there, study, get a diploma, and then come back and get that job. And I got it before, so yeah. Right. I studied something else, and then, yeah. But, but then how come you speak Swedish? Because I, I was about to go to oh. live in Sweden and uh-huh. I, I just love languages, so it's somehow I, I went to the Swedish course and said, like, Wow, but it's a long time ago. <laughs> Impressive though, that's great. Uh, you know, when you work in advertising, you're good with image. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, uh, the three questions that I want to ask you, they're actually related to the topic and the theme of the festival about growth. So I wanted to ask every juror, um, was there anything that helped you grow professionally that you could like say, oh, these are the top three things or this, this is the top one thing that would help me throughout my career? Yeah, definitely. I think for those who would have seen my talk earlier, they would have seen that at one very difficult point in, in my career, I got a coach and... Having that coach is the only reason why OMSI um, exists today. It's it's an interesting thing, like, they're there to kind of encourage and to kind of help you perform better. And although the goals that I set with mine were kind of, were to solve a problem, they can also be there to not necessarily solve a problem, but to kind of just make you better. Um, we're actually looking at getting another coach now um, for this next chapter. But I'd say that was one thing that was... So getting help is not a shameful thing, it actually helps you grow? 100%, exactly. Um, you said three things, didn't you? Yeah, the second one is like, was there anything that actually hindered your growth or you know, something that was an obstacle, be it your personal trait or, I don't know, a, an, I don't know an asshole boss, <laughs> as Volker would say, something like that. 
something think, to avoid you know like yeah a, a, right get a coach that's a do what's a don't what's a don't i think um a, a one thing that there are a couple of things one but for every don't that is growing as well because you can't grow without making mistakes but i would say trademark your name if you're setting up a company at the start because we weren't in the situation but you could use a name and then you could build up a brand and then you might not be allowed to use that name anymore if someone else trademarks it. Oh yeah. And I don't think many designers think to do this or creatives. Okay, so that actually can inhibit your growth, right? And it can be an obstacle if you, you have to change your name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that, okay, and the last thing was like, once you think that you've grown mm -hmm. and you're all grown up, how do you help others grow? How do you use your own experience to actually help others? You need to create space for others um, and you need to allow them to make mistakes because if they don't, if you don't give them that space um, and it might even be screwing up on a client presentation or something like that, they're not going to be able to learn from it. That's exactly what Philippe and, and Leo just told me. But, I mean, oh, true. Yeah, so it's, it's actually good. I mean, confirmation in this case. It's a good thing. So, okay, I don't want to keep you any longer. Thank you very much. It was a lovely presentation, a very, I don't know, emotional, and, uh, yeah. you know, I almost teared up myself, and I was like... <laughs> so, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, DC!